the Obama presidency Major Health Reform Act, the ACA, or the Affordable Care Act, was passed with enormous effort in 2010. And that same year, in the midterms, the Democrats lost both the House and the Senate in Washington. And a majority of the states, if they were not so already, turned Republican. In Idaho, the Republican-dominated legislature in 2012 rejected the offer included in the act to extend Medicaid for those earning under $25,000 a year. This resulted in between 60,000 and 100,000 Idahoans losing access to affordable government-subsidized healthcare. But not everyone rolled over and played dead. In 2018, and remember that's six years past, a young Idaho couple, Emily and Tim Sergich, and a close friend called Luke, got into their vintage camper painted green and toured the state for months collecting signatures and organizing a genuinely grassroots campaign to get Proposition 2 back on the ballot for the next election cycle, which would restore the Medicaid availability for those who had previously been denied it. The story leaked out. It came to the attention of a husband and wife team of first-time filmmakers in New York, Julia and Jim Wing Camusi, who followed the campaign in its final stages and were there as the results came in. This is the story of the making of the remarkable documentary, Reclaim Idaho, which is on the program of the Santa Barbara International Film Festival this week. I first asked the filmmakers how this story of people fighting back against an obvious injustice came to them. Our friend, Tim Faust, who's also in the film, is um, a really active health justice advocate. And we'd been talking to him for a while about, you know, trying to get together and work on a documentary. Um, and one day he called us and said, uh, I'm going to go to Idaho. There's this group. They, it's like a married couple. They have this rickety old RV. They painted green and they're driving it all around the state and they're trying to get Medicaid expansion on the ballot. Uh, and I'm going to be out there for the last week of the campaign and you should come. And so that's how we heard about the film. Um, in terms of the Medicaid expansion problem, that started a lot further back with um, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, as some people call it. Um, within the ACA, there was a provision for states to expand Medicaid eligibility to people making um, a certain percent of the poverty line. I believe it was 170% of the poverty line. Um, and Initially, that was something that all states were mandated to do as part of the ACA, um, but a bunch of these states got together and sued, um, said that this was unconstitutional, and they won. And so Medicaid expansion became something that states had to opt into. Um, and Idaho, along with, I believe it was 17 other states initially, uh, opted out. We then went into the political culture of Idaho a deeply conservative, historically Republican, essentially a one-party state, with its special devotion to the concept of individualism. A deeply conservative state for a very long time, certainly predating uh, the ACA. And uh, it, it, is, it is a place that the, our, our understanding from what we experienced and from the, the folks of Reclaim Idaho sort of giving us their insights into uh, uh, the state and the people that live there, there is a deep, deep sense of individualism, of, 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 a, of, a, of a sense of 
personal responsibility and rug, rugged, I'm going to do this on my own. There is a, there is a real pride in, in, in uh, the way Idahoans uh, go about their lives and view themselves. When was the idea of Proposition 2 born to restore Medicaid to those who needed it and get it on the ballot? It was actually, the, 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 the idea actually predates Reclaim Idaho's efforts uh, with, with Dan. Uh... Yeah, there was a, uh, I mean, several uh, Democrats within the, the state legislature of Idaho had tried. There in the are past, a few. There are a few. <laughs> uh, had tried in the past to get Medicaid expansion passed. Um, with absolutely no success, no movement at all. Um, and so Reclaim Idaho, uh, I believe it was at the end of 2017, got together and said, you know, let's make this a ballot initiative. Let's yeah. let people vote for this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they were told uh, by pretty much everyone that they asked uh, not to do it. As Jim points out, the time between the passage of the original Idaho bill and the start of the Reclaim Idaho movement cost a lot of lives. Jim and Laura then describe the main people involved in the ballot initiative, starting with the husband and wife, Garrett and Emily Streisich, their friend Luke, and the activist who first contacted them, Tim Faust. Laura began with a portrait of the no-nonsense Emily. When we first met Emily, well, we met Emily uh briefly on the phone before we came out. And I mean, it was literally like two weeks in between talking to Tim about the campaign and us being on a plane getting there. We had one phone conversation with Emily and uh, she said, you can come, uh, just, I hope you like chaos and don't get in our way. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. So, uh, so we went and um, I mean, we meet Emily, both of us for the first time in person from behind the lens. Uh, she, you know, comes on to the to the uh, Medicaid mobile and we're there filming and she just goes. And uh, that was a moment that was really important for us to include in the film because uh, that's really what Emily is like. She is uh, really positive. Uh, she is forceful. Um, and she just, she sees a problem. She sees how she can fix it and she goes. The others involved are Tim Faust, a fiery activist who has traveled the country in the name of health justice, that's the organization he works with, preaching the doctrine of health care for all, channeling Senator Bernie Sanders. Juxtaposed to him is the Streisich's close friend, Luke, much more low key, whose way is to persuade his questioners with calm, persistent, common sense arguments based on their and their family's needs. He gets the last word in the movie, celebrating the ultimate victory of Prop 2. He has uh, gone all around the country giving these uh, really fiery speeches in favor of Medicare for All. Um, it's something that he's been doing for several years. Um, and he's written a brilliant book called Health Justice Now. I, definitely suggest you read it. Um, but we had gotten to know Tim uh, because we heard him on a podcast and we thought, who is this guy? You know, and then we saw him and we thought, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, so we, uh, you know, we reached out to him and, and, and we said, you know, 
we want to work on something with you. And, and, you know, we became friends and, and we're still friends to this day. Um, the thing that is interesting about Tim, I think is that he really kind of transcends uh, partisan politics in the United States. I, I would not ever characterize him as something who, someone who uh, identifies with either party. I think he is sufficiently to the left that um, he would certainly not refer to himself as a Democrat. Um, Luke is one of the co-founders of Reclaim Idaho, and he uh, grew up with Garrett. Um, and, and so the, the three together, Emily, Garrett, and Luke, founded Reclaim Idaho together. Um, Luke is uh, still involved with Reclaim Idaho, um, working on some uh, policy about education. Um, Idaho has a real problem with their educational system, particularly uh, in elementary school education. And the attack on the ballots and ballot and, measures. Yeah, and the attack on ballot measures um, in general in Idaho, which is something right. we can get to. But uh, Luke, I feel like is, uh, has a very quiet, um, thoughtful presence, um, which is really lovely to be around. And yeah. there was a moment uh, where we were interviewing him uh, in a, a coffee shop um, and it was open. So there were people listening and there was a young man, probably about 25, 26 years old, sitting maybe you know 10 feet away uh, listening to our conversation very, very intently. Um, and afterwards he came up to Luke and said, you know, I, I normally don't vote because I don't feel that, um, either party represents me. I don't feel that I have something to vote for. It feels pointless. Um, but I really appreciated the way that you were speaking about this issue in human terms and not as a, like an us versus them kind of a thing. Um, and I, I think that's what's so lovely about Luke is that he really uh, transcends partisanship yeah. and, and is interested in policy that helps people. But what was the reaction of the people as they drove around the state? Did they run into opposition? Laura and Jim were frankly delighted and rather amazed. But I would say at worst, people would perhaps have a view of, I don't support what you're trying to do, but I appreciate that you're trying to do it. I respect mm. that you're out here trying to help. I'm even if I disagree with this particular ballot measure. And I think that that is absolutely spectacular. And it's not a story that we're told. And it's not something that you often see this idea that most people, I think even Evan, Emily speaks to this, you have a few people way out on either end who are going to be very intense, but most people are somewhere in the middle and most people have lives and views of nuance and are willing to have conversations and, and, and they're uh, persuadable. They're persuadable if, if, you know, they'll, if you listen to them, they listen to you. And it was just, the reception was, was overwhelmingly positive. It did help Laura and Jim, that the green van had been traveling the state for a few weeks. You might say softening up the public who were getting used to them, reassuring people this was their cause. This is a first film made by two first-time filmmakers. They were taking enormous risk, going to unknown territory, without a grant, without sponsorships, using their own equipment, doubtless dipping into their own savings, driven on by the simple urgency of the issue. 
healthcare. For both of them, this is the issue that divides the country and needs to be fixed so the country itself can be healed. It's a crisis made so painfully obvious over the last 12 months of this pandemic. The first film then, but by no means the last, and Laura says that they are considering further explorations into the country's healthcare crisis and the solutions. If a victory is possible in Idaho, why not in the rest of the country? We yeah. have a couple of ideas on different little burners right now and um, still about about healthcare and about health equity and health justice, because um, I, I think right now there's just nothing more important. Um, yeah. I, it, it health oh, justice and oh, this is gonna, that's sorry, gonna the, pop back on. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. We're, we're in. Okay. Yeah. Right. It just, um, there's there's nothing there's nothing more important, and I think that uh, health equity is such an all encompassing issue. You really can't have anything else until you sort that out, I feel, um, because I, I think that people are held back um, and, and limited and uh, kept in situations that, you know, they don't necessarily want to be in professionally, kept in housing situations that they don't necessarily want to be in uh, because of lack of health care, because of their access to health care. So yeah. um, I'm really passionate about that. And it's something that I want to continue working with. Sentiments roundly endorsed by her husband, Jim and Laura Wing Camusi, have created a film that will touch the lives of almost all of those who watch it and of those who still believe in the idea of direct democracy. Or as the song puts it, people have the power. Nonetheless, the tireless Republican legislature in Idaho is working on bills to put roadblocks, as many as possible, in the path of those citizens who may want to place similar initiatives in the public interest on the ballot. Finally, there is one driving screening for this film at the City College parking lot on Friday, March the 8th at 4.30 p.m. And that is available on the big screen down there. It's also available, of course, until March the 10th online with the spiff.org app on your television. This is Harry Lawton reporting for KCSB.